Chapter Nine of Doctor Nicholas' Experiment by Guy Boothby. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine. At the conclusion of the preceding chapter, I described to you the terrible discovery we had made of the death of Ah Win. That he had met his fate in an endeavour to prevent Quang Ma from reaching his master's room seemed quite in accordance with the evidence before us small wonder was it therefore that nicola was affected but even in his grief he proved himself unlike the average man another man would have bewailed his loss or at least have expressed some sorrow at his servant's unhappy lot nicola however did neither and yet his grief was as plain to the eye as if he had wept copious tears having satisfied himself that the poor fellow was really dead he bade me help him carry the body down the passage to an empty room which adjoined his former quarters we laid it upon a bed there and nicola followed me into the passage carefully locking the door behind him when we were back in the hall once more nicola spoke this has gone far enough he said come what may we must find quang ma the fellow must be in the castle at this minute shall we organize a search for him i said the man must be captured at any hazard we are risking valuable lives by allowing him to remain at large though i use the plural i must confess i was thinking more of my darling than of anybody else how did i know that how did i know that when quang ma found that it was impossible for him to get hold of nicola he would not revenge himself upon consuelo that we must find him goes without saying nicola replied i doubt very much however if it would be prudent for you to take part in the search in the first place you are still as weak as a baby and in the second the damp of the subterranean passages might very easily bring on a return of the fever you surely do not imagine that i should permit you to go alone i said nicola gave a short laugh <laughs> i do not want to appear boastful he said but i am very much afraid you do not know me yet my dear ingleby however i will confess that if you really do desire it and feel equal to the exertion i shall be very glad of your company when do you propose to start at once he answered i shall not know a minute's peace until i have revenged our win and supposing we catch the fellow what do you propose to do with him it's a long way from here to the nearest police station i don't fancy somehow i shall trouble the police he said but we will talk of what we will do with him when we have got him now if you are ready come along thereupon for the second time we searched the castle for quang ma and as before we first visited the battlements and the rooms on the next floor the basement offices followed and still being unsuccessful we unbolted the door leading to the dungeons and entered the subterranean portion of the building cool as i endeavoured to appear i am prepared to confess that when the icy wind came up to greet us from those dark and dreary passages i was far from feeling comfortable i don't set up to be a braver man than my fellows but it seemed to me to require more pluck to enter those dismal regions and to take part in a forlorn hope with our revolvers in our hands and nicola holding the lantern above his head we explored passage after passage dungeon after dungeon rats scuttled away beneath our feet bats flew in the darkness above our heads but as before not a sign of quang ma can't understand it said nicola at last and his voice echoed along the rocky passages we have explored every room in the castle and every dungeon underneath it 
and not a trace of the man can we discover. We have bricked up the opening into the chasm and lifted the drawbridge that connects us with the outside world. And yet we cannot catch him. He must be here somewhere. Exactly, but where? If I knew, do you think I should be standing here? Nikola replied sharply. But let us try back again. I want to explore that secret passage the old man showed us the other day. I remember now that there was something that struck me as being rather peculiar about it. We accordingly retraced our steps, found the passage in question, and ascended it. Reaching the point where on the previous occasion we had turned off to find the trap-door opening at the head on the great staircase, we found, as Nicola had supposed, a second and smaller turning, halfway hidden in a shadow, and which bore away to the right, that is to say, in the direction of the keep. Unfortunately, it was now level going, but so narrow was the passage that it was still impossible to walk two abreast. Hark, what was that? Nicola suddenly cried, stopping and holding the lantern above his head. We stopped and listened, and sure enough, a shuffling noise came from the passage in front. A moment later, the same sound we had heard when the old caretaker had opened the secret door reached us. If I am not mistaken, we have found his lair at last, my companion shouted and ran forward. But certain as we felt that it was Kwong Ma we had heard, we were too late to convince ourselves of the fact. The secret door still open. The man, however, was not to be seen in the passage outside. Where are we? I asked, for I was not familiar with the corridor in which we had found ourselves. Between the keep and our wind's quarters, Nicola replied. Now I understand how that fiend has found his way into the hall. But let me think for a moment. There is the gate between us and the hall, and I have the key in my pocket. There is no other exit in either direction. So it seems to me that we have got our man at last. Is your revolver ready? Quite ready, I replied. Come along then, but remember this. If he attacks you, show him no mercy. He'll show you none. Remember our win. With that we made our way along the corridor in the direction of the room where Nicola's, well, where the murdered man had been quartered. Nicola unlocked the door and looked in, while I remained in the passage outside. I really believe I was more afraid of what I should see in there than of Kwong Ma himself. He's not there, said Nicola, when he rejoined me, and then went to the gate and tested it, and he can't get out here. We've missed him somewhere and must look back again. We accordingly retraced our steps, examining room by room, and preparing ourselves every time, lest, when we turned the handle, Kwong Ma should jump out upon us. But in every case we were disappointed. I was surprised just now, said Nicola, after we had left the last apartment, and stood in the corridor once more. But I am doubly so now. He seems to vanish into thin air every time we get near him. There must be another secret passage hereabout of which we are ignorant. Before we return, however, I want to make quite certain of one thing. Let us continue that passage by which we ascended from the dungeons just now. We did so, Nicola once more going ahead with a lantern. Just as I thought, he cried, look here. He stooped and stood with his back to the wall. At this point the passage came to an abrupt termination, and on the floor before us was an old blanket, a quantity of straw, about a loaf and a half of bread, and an earthenware pipkin containing a quart or so of water. Under the blanket was a half-used packet of candles, and from the grease that bespattered everything, it was easy to see how he had obtained his illumination. Well, we have found our bird's nest at last, said Nicola, but I'm afraid we have driven him away from it for good and all. 
but we will have him yet or my name's not nikola now let us go back to the hall we can do no good by staying here we returned but not before we had taken possession of the things we had found and carefully marked the position of the secret door in case we should want to use it again after breakfast we will have another try said nikola in the meantime we had better take a little rest you look as if you stood in need of it it would have been better for me had i abandoned any thought of such a thing for with our wind lying dead only a few yards away and quang ma still at large the drowsy god was difficult if not impossible to woo every danger that it would be possible for a man to imagine i pictured for consuelo and when at last i did fall asleep the dreams that harassed me were of the most horrible description right glad was i when morning broke and it became necessary to attend to the duties of the day if i were you i should say nothing to your sweetheart either of her great-grandfather's condition or of the tragedy of last night said nikola i agreed with him although i knew that it could not be very long before the former would become known to consuelo but surely she will hear about our win before very long i said will it not be necessary for you to communicate with the county police and for an inquest to be held ingleby replied nikola ask me no questions i have no desire to draw you into the matter it is sufficient for you to know that our win is dead he paused for a minute and added significantly and buried try how i would i could not contain my surprise how when and by whom had the poor chinaman been buried had nikola carried it out himself it seemed impossible yet knowing as i did the indomitable energy and working powers of the man i felt it might very well be true i would have questioned him further but i could see that he was not in the humour to permit it for this reason i held my peace though i knew full well at the time that by doing so i was giving my consent to what was undoubtedly an illegal act from what i have said i fancy it would be readily agreed that the past two or three days had been as full of incident as the greatest craver after excitement could desire i had recovered from a serious illness i had witnessed the result of one of the most extraordinary experiments the world had seen our win had been murdered and we had discovered quang ma's hiding place in the castle and had had a most exciting chase after him now our win had been buried secretly by nikola and if what had been done was discovered by the authorities there is no saying in what sort of trouble we might not find ourselves as soon as we had seen the don who was still wrapped in the same hypnotic slumber and had breakfasted we organized another search only to meet with the same result later i spent an hour with consuelo upon the battlements i was careful however to tell her nothing of the death of our win nor of the reappearance of the detestable chinaman in the castle it would have served no good purpose and would have only have frightened her needlessly when she reiterated her desire to see her grandfather i found myself if possible at still greater disadvantage on returning to nikola in the hall i placed the matter before him to my surprise he did not receive it in the same spirit as i expected he would do i had anticipated a direct refusal but he gave me nothing of the kind why should she not see him he said provided she gave me proper notice i fancy i can arrange that he shall behave in every way as she would wish him to do when then may the interview take place and let's say at midday will that suit you but before we arrange anything definitely let's examine him ourselves and see how he is likely to conduct himself we accordingly made our way to the patient's room 
i had noticed by the hall clock that it wanted only three minutes of the hour at which nikola had ordered the don to wake on approaching his bed-place we found him still sleeping peacefully in exactly the same position as when we had seen him last with his eyes closed and one strong arm thrown out upon the floor he looked a magnificent specimen of a man if only dr nikola could perfect the brain here was a being seemingly capable of anything but would he be able to do so that was the question watch in hand nikola knelt down beside the bed and for some time not a sound broke the stillness of the room punctually however as the long hand of the clock pointed to the hour the don gave a long sigh i jumped to the conclusion that he was about to wake in obedience to nikola's command but to our surprise he did not do so strange i heard nikola mutter to himself stooping over the patient he lifted up the eyelids and carefully examined the pupils five minutes went by and still he did not wake don miguel said nikola at last don miguel nikola said at last i command you to wake you cannot disobey me a slight movement was visible but still the sleeper did not comply with the order given him it was not until a quarter of an hour had elapsed that the consciousness returned to him with the opening of his eyes the animal look which i had noticed on the previous day came back to him instead of rising to his feet as he was ordered he crouched and cowered in the corner pulling at his bedclothes and watching us the while as if he would do us mischief on the slightest provocation dangerous as he appeared to the day before it struck me that he was even more so to-day it's very plain that we shall have to keep an eye on you my friend said nikola i'm not quite certain you're going to be docile much longer let me feel your pulse he stooped and was about to take hold of the other's wrist when the man sprang forward and seizing the doctor with both hands laid hold of his arm with his teeth just below the elbow fortunately nikola was wearing a thick velvet coat otherwise the injury might have been a severe one seeing what had happened i threw myself upon the man and tearing him off forced him down upon his bed he struggled in my grasp snapping at me and foaming at the mouth like a mad dog but i had him too secure and did not let go my hold until nikola had fixed his arms behind him good heavens nikola i cried scarcely able to contain my emotion this is too terrible what on earth are we going to do with him i do not quite see what we can do nikola replied wiping the perspiration from his forehead as he spoke however i must try my hand on him once more you can manage to keep him still and i can get him under my influence we ought to be able to keep him quiet while we have time to think i did as requested while nikola made slow mesmeric passes before the man's eyes it was fully ten minutes however before he succeeded but as soon as he did the patient's heart-rending struggles ceased and he lay down upon his bed sleeping quietly i began to be afraid i was losing my influence over him said nikola as he rose to his feet one thing is quite certain i answered and that is consuelo must not see him while he's in this state it would frighten her to death and she would never forgive me said nikola and i thought i detected a note of sadness in his voice are you going to leave him as he is i inquired for the present nikola answered i must make up something that will have a soothing effect upon him you need have no fear he will be quite safe where he is the words were scarcely out of his mouth before movement on the bed caused us to look round little as we had anticipated such a thing nikola's influence was slowly but surely working off and the man was returning to his old state again even now i never liked to think of what happened during the next ten minutes 
before we could reach him the don was on his feet and had rushed upon me nikola ran to my assistance and strong men as we both were i assure you that at first we could not cope with him the struggle was a terrific one he fought like the madman he certainly was and with an animal ferocity that rendered him doubly difficult to deal with when at last we did manage to force him back upon his bed and make him secure we were both completely exhausted we could only lean against the wall and pant conversation was out of the question this will never do said nikola when he had sufficiently recovered to speak if this sort of thing goes on he will murder someone how are you going to prevent it i asked it's plain that your influence has lost its effect there's nothing for it but to administer an opiate he answered do you think you can manage to hold him while i procure one i fancied i could at any rate i expressed myself as very willing to try nikola immediately hurried away he informed me afterwards that he was not gone more than a minute but had i been asked i should have put the time down at least quarter of an hour to describe to you my feelings during that wait would be impossible the loathing the horror the abject personal fear of the man writhing below me seemed to fill my whole being i don't think we shall have much more trouble with him for an hour or two to come said nikola when the drug had taken effect and we were on our feet once more but we cannot go on administering drugs for ever i answered what do you propose to do later on that is what we've got to find out he replied in the meantime we must keep him up like this and take turns to watch him you'd better go out now and get a breath of fresh air if you see your sweetheart pacify her with the best excuse you can think of are you sure you're quite safe with him i asked i must risk it he replied but as i moved towards the door he stopped me ingleby he said speaking slowly and sadly i don't know whether you will believe me or not when i say how deeply i regret what has happened in this case i would have given anything my own life even that things should not have fallen out in this way and what is more i do not say this for my own sake the thinking of consuelo i said i am he answered it is for her sake i feel this regret as a rule i am not given to sentiment but somehow this seems altogether different but there go away and tell her what you think best i left him and went in search of consuelo she was in a usual pace in the tower above her room when she saw me she ran to greet me with outstretched hands something it might have been my pale face frightened her my darling i said you're not ill are you what makes you look so alarmed i've been frightened she answered more frightened than i can tell you for a moment i thought she must have heard about her grandfather but such was not the case i've only been up here a few moments she answered the caretaker's wife was in my room when i left the door was open and as i climbed the turret stairs i thought i heard her call me turning round i was about to descend again when i saw standing at the foot of the stairs a man he was looking up at me for a moment i could scarcely believe my eyes who do you think it was though i could easily guess i forced myself to utter the word who he was the man you saw behind the rock the same i saw bending over in my cabin aboard the donna mercedes that terrible chinaman with half an ear i feared she might see from my face that i knew more than i cared to tell but as good fortune had it she failed to notice it surely you must have been mistaken i answered what could the man be doing in the castle i do not know she answered but i am certain that i saw him as i am of anything he was standing at the foot of the stairs watching me then he began to move in my direction but before he could reach the bottom step i heard the door open along the corridor this must have frightened him for he fled round the corner and i saw no more of him 
it must have been my opening the door that saved you i said thank god i came when i did but what does it mean she asked why did that man come aboard the boat and why has he followed us here i think the reason is to be found in the fact that he is dr nikola's enemy i replied they had a private quarrel in china some years ago and ever since then this man has been following him about the world endeavouring to do him harm the case is a serious one darling and as you love me you must run no risks be on your guard night and day see that your door is locked at night and never venture from your room after dusk unless i am with you it makes my blood run cold when i think of your running such risks as you did this morning what about you she said looking up at me with her beautiful frightened eyes oh why cannot we take my grandfather and go away and never see this dreadful place again we must make patiently i answered the don is not fit to travel just yet she gave a little sigh and the next moment it was time for me to leave her for the next two or three days following nikola and i took it in turns to act as sentry over the don it was not difficult work it was the reverse of pleasant for as soon as the effect of each successive opiate wore off his evil nature invariably reasserted itself sometimes he would sit for an hour or more watching me as if he intended springing upon me the instant i was off my guard and others he would crouch in a corner tearing into atoms everything within his reach more than once he was really violent and it became necessary for me to signal to nikola for assistance the horror of those days i shall never forget when i say that not once but several times i have left that room dripping with perspiration and the pure sweat of terror my feelings may be partially imagined it was not madness we had to contend with it was worse than that it was the fighting of a lost soul against the effect of a man's impious prying into what should have been the realms of the unknowable this sort of thing cannot last much longer said nikola when our patient was lying drugged and helpless upon his mattress on the third night after the death of our wind and i knew he was right outraged nature would avenge herself when nikola had bade me good-night i examined the don to make sure that he was not shamming sleep in order to try and get the better of me directly i was alone finding him to be quite helpless i seated myself in my chair and prepared to spend my watch in as comfortable a fashion as possible under the circumstances during the day i had passed a considerable portion of my time with my sweetheart in the open air and in consequence i found myself growing exceedingly sleepy knowing it would never do to allow slumber to get the better of me in that room i rose from my chair and began to pace the floor this had the effect of temporarily rousing me and when i reseated myself i thought i had dispelled the attack it soon returned however and this time it would not be denied i rubbed my eyes pinched myself got up and walked about it was no good however i returned to my chair my eyelids closed and almost without knowing it i dozed off when i woke again it was with a start i rubbed my eyes and looked about me heavens what mischief had i done the don was not in his corner the key was gone from the hook upon which it usually hung and worse than all the door stood open for a moment i was so overwhelmed with horror that i could do nothing but only for a moment then i knew that i must act and at once i rang the bell for nikola and having done so dashed into the hall almost simultaneously nikola made his appearance coming from his room what's the matter he cried why do you ring for me the don has escaped i almost shouted like the fool i am i fell asleep 
and during that time he must have recovered his wits stolen the key and escaped from the room oh what have i done if she should see him as he is it will kill her for a moment it looked as if nikola would have swept me off the face of the earth but the look scarcely came into his eyes before it was gone again we must find him he cried before he can do any mischief and what is more we must not separate for he would be more than a match for us single-handed accordingly we left the hall and proceeded towards the donna consuelo's apartments i thanked heaven when i found that the door was locked calling to her in answer to her cry of who's there i told her that i only desired to assure myself of her safety and after that we passed on up the turret stairs and along the battlements but no sign of the don could we discover there returning to the corridor again we descended to the great entrance hall and searched the courtyard and basement the room shone clear and the courtyard was as light as day had there been any one there we must certainly have seen him suddenly there rang out the most unearthly scream it has ever been my ill luck to hear it came from the direction of the chapel which lay between the keep and what had once been the banqueting hall from where we stood the interior of the latter was quite visible to us on either side it had tall windows so that the light shone directly through the scream had scarcely died away before we saw a short figure dash into the room and out again upon the other side an instant later a taller figure followed and also disappeared again and again the scream rang out while nicola stood rooted to the spot unable to move hand or foot i see it all cried nicola that was quang ma and the other was the don they'll kill each other if they meet i thought of consuelo and thought of the terror she would feel should she hear that dreadful noise they must not meet i cried it is too terrible at any cost we must prevent it where do you think they are now as if to let us know another scream rang out this time it came from our own quarters come on said nikola and dashed into the building as you may suppose i followed close upon his heels in this order we flew up the stairs and along the first gallery intending if possible to reach the small hall by which the staircase near the kitchen in which our wind had worked was approached and thus cut them off as we crossed the threshold however a wild hubbub came from the passage ahead and told us that we were too late i knew what it meant and if i had not been by that time quite bankrupt of emotions i should certainly have been doubly terrified now leaving the kitchen we dashed along the passage only to find that the room usually occupied by nicholas unfortunates was empty with the exception of one solitary specimen who by reason of his infirmity was unable to fly they had all vanished leaving him to his own desires we passed the iron gate now thrown open and a moment later had entered the hall itself once more the cry sounded this time coming from a spot somewhat nearer consuelo's apartment on hearing it my heart seemed to stand still what if she should imagine that i was in danger and should open her door the same thought must have been in nikola's mind for i heard him say to himself anything but that side by side we raced for her door only to find it was still shut and locked almost at the same time a scream louder than any we had heard yet sounded from the battlements above at last i cried and led the way up the stone stairs i can only say that of all the horrid scenes i have ever witnessed what i saw before me then was the very worst in the centre of the open space between the parapets fighting like wild beasts were the two men of whom we were in search 
their arms were twined about each other and as they swayed to and fro the sound of their heavy breathing could be distinctly heard having reached the top of the stairs we paused irresolute what was to be done to have attempted to separate them would have only been to draw their anger upon ourselves and to have made the fight a general one the moon shone down upon us revealing the smooth sea on one side and the many turrets of the castle on the other from fighting in the centre of the open space they had gradually come nearer to the parapet of the wall quang ma must then have realised how near he stood to death for he redoubled his energy they will be over shouted nikola and started to run towards them it scarcely spoken before they reached the edge for a moment locked in each other's arms they paused upon the brink then with a wild shriek from quang ma they lost their balance and disappeared i clapped my hands to my eyes to shut out the fearful sight when i took them away again all was over both nikola and i knew that quang ma and don miguel de moreno were dead i suppose i must have fainted when i returned to my senses once more i found myself seated on the top of the stairs and consuelo's arms about me there remains but little more to tell at the time of that dreadful scene upon the battlements it was full tide and the known nikola and i searched every nook and cranny along the coastline for many miles the bodies of the two men could not be found in all probability they had drifted out to sea the same day i summed up my courage and prepared to tell my sweetheart everything but when i sought her out and was about to commence my confession she stopped me say nothing to me about it dear she began i cannot bear it yet dr nikola has told me everything he exonerates you completely but what of ourselves i asked consuelo you and i are alone together in the world will you give me the right to care for your future happiness my darling will you be my wife when and where you please she answered holding out her hands to me and looking up at me with her beautiful trusting eyes i told her of my straitened means and how hard the struggle would be at first no matter she answered bravely we will fight the world together i am used to poverty and with you beside me i shall know no fear an hour later i had an interview with nikola in the hall ingleby he said this is the end of our intercourse i have tried my experiment and though i have succeeded in many particulars i have failed in the main essential how much i regret what has happened i must leave you to imagine but it is too late for what is done cannot be undone i have given orders that the yacht shall be prepared she will convey you to newcastle whence you can proceed in any direction you may desire one thing is certain donna consuelo must leave this place and as you are to be a husband it is only fit and proper that you should go with her i have only one wish to offer you it is that you may be as happy as these past weeks have been sad he held in his hand to me and i took it we shall meet no more he said go away and forget that you ever met dr nikola good-bye good-bye i answered without another word he turned and left the room shortly before midday we boarded the yacht steam was up when we arrived and within a few minutes we were steaming out of the little bay consuelo and i stood together at the taffrail and looked up at the grim old castle above our heads standing on the battlements we could distinctly see a solitary figure who waved his hands to us then the little vessel passed round the headland and that was the last we saw of dr nikola End of chapter nine End of Dr. Nicholas' experiment. Read by 
Peter Keeble, Nottingham, United Kingdom.